Okay, guys, this is my part two of talking to you of Haribu Seba. In, my first, in the first part that came out uh, some days ago, uh, we spoke about uh, the Holocaust, the foundation of Israel, um, and uh, yeah, Yoav's personal story in the kibbutz in Israel and how he was uh, bullied and, and stuff like that. So uh, check that episode out. That's the one before this. It says part one on it. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about his military duty, what people do after they finish in the military, which is, um, yeah, he, he, for example, went to the States, uh, tried out to be involved in some businesses in Texas, and then went back to Israel, but wanted to move away. Uh, and then, yeah, for reasons he didn't agree necessarily with everything that was going on in Israel. And then we talk about that conflict between Israel and Palestine, which is uh, very, very complex and has um, a lot of different angles to it. Um, yeah, stuff that I didn't know about, how it actually works. Um, and um, yeah, we talked about all that and how and if that will ever be resolved um, and how history will judge it, you know, if any any country or any nation can be built without conflict. Um, yeah, so check it out, guys. Talking about this, you say that the kibbutz were the, you know, they 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 created the soldiers. They they or you know the 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 children, the sons and daughters of the kibbutz went into the military, and you you did that. I mean, it's mandatory because Israel is surrounded by people that don't necessarily like Israel, then or countries, let's say. Then you you have a very advanced military, one of the most advanced militaries in the world, and everybody has to go to military, right? Um, so, as I mentioned, the beginning of Israel was um, um, was uh, filled with many wars mm. that uh, showed shown that um, without having a military to defend it, then Israel would probably not exist. Mm. <clears throat> and um, so it became uh, mandatory to to be drafted the military at the age of 18 mm. and um, so guys go for three years and girls go for two years more or less depending and then you're also drafted for reserve um, military when needed you have like a annual quota and or if you if there is a war then there's like emergency draft. Um, so it's a very big part of the Israeli uh, culture. Mm -hmm. I, I remember because I, I met uh, when I, I was in, in Peru um, on a, in, in, in the mountains there, in the Antis mountains for nine days or something. And then I actually met people from Israel who, who, who were finishing their military service. And and so I heard about this, and I it, it was very, very interesting. But it, it sounded to me like you know, like you, it, it can be very varied. I mean, when we say military, we think guns, we think killing, we think you know, blood and 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 death and all that. Yeah. So since everybody has to serve, then not everybody could be combat soldiers. Mm. And uh, what did you? How <coughs> how was your military? I the the title the like the general title is Jobnik. Mm. which means that I had a daily job and I didn't uh, sleep in the... Military quarters. <clears throat> yeah, I went back 
to my apartment mm. um and uh yeah i did i did office work mm-hmm. um there are many people that even have less to do than that they're in charge of the sprinklers so they come in the morning to turn on the sprinklers and then they on the grass exactly uh-huh. and then they sit at the um the um logistics guy uh, officer uh office and then a few hours later they turn off the sprinklers <laughs> and they go home <laughs> I okay so I, I'm I, I'm not even sure that it. I'm exaggerating no, I mean but someone has to do this Yeah probably uh it could be given to someone else that just can go and turn on and turn them off but Or you could automate <coughs> it There are many other ways you know but uh, But how is it like <coughs> so in your case you were not the sprinkler guy I mean you you were in admin duties I um, did uh, human resources Yeah but how <coughs> But what does that mean? You didn't do any physical combat training, gun training or anything like I that. I went through training, but uh originally I was destined when you when you reach that uh age, uh you're uh, summoned to a meeting with a kind of an expert uh military girl who's one year older than me, mm-hmm. who was trained to uh figure out what you're made for, yeah. my my yeah, my military uh strengths, strengths and uh and cause and um and then she she found out that i was not machoistic enough to be a combat soldier and then i was uh, that i was uh, intelligent enough to, to get better with, than uh, the sprinklers the <laughs> you're, <laughs> yeah. too, you're too clever for the sprinklers and then you're you're set like a like a score uh-huh. that defines bo- you get two scores one defines your profile so then the 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 highest one is Maybe I'm not allowed to say that. No, I'm, I was just thinking about it. We might be sharing some yeah. military secrets and Mossad will be on the door here, you know, like and and and, and a sprinkler guy comes here and 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 goes I crazy. I think I think I uh, maybe anyway, you're yeah, kind of you're you, kind of they, told they give what you a path. Yeah, yeah, and then I w- I went to be um um I was in the course of becoming an officer that deals with human resources, mm. but then um i went to uh, it was called a supporter of combat mm-hmm. so even in a battalion that is fighting the war in gaza for example mm. there needs to be a human resources person mm-hmm. so more than one so then you're kind of a non combat but you're on combat in the ground field, yeah so you're trained to hold a gun and you're trained to throw a grenade and you're You know. And you have trained all this. <clears throat> yeah, but you just do it for one month instead yeah, yeah, of I know, three but, months. But you've, or... you've done all this. You threw a grenade, yeah. like a live grenade. Or... Yeah, uh-huh. I think so. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it, it, it blew off. <laughs> yes. I, 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 my memory is that every soldier in the, mili- in the Israeli military should, you know, detach that pin and throw mm. the grenade and it blows off. I don't really have the specific memory of myself doing mm. it. Mm. But... I yeah I probably did. And uh, is it difficult is it you know is it physically hard I or mentally it, but I'm spoiled. Yeah. I mean people often go there with a very you know heroic cause and they say I want to contribute to Israel. Mm. That's my country. Some people come from abroad like they never lived in Israel but they're Jewish so they come to to serve the Israeli Jewish Literally, nation. Yeah. 
And I'm a, a you know, like a spoiled brat. Um, <clears throat> I come from a bereaved family, mm. which means that uh, my father's uh, brother was killed um, in military. Mm. And he, my name is actually his name, so I have a tombstone with my name on it. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> one tombstone and one memorial, like, uh, yeah, like stones. Um, and then that was a way for me to justify. I said, yeah, I come from a bereaved family, so I, I shouldn't go to the combat. Mm. I don't know if they... The family already <clears throat> lost enough. Yeah, so that kind of... Basically, by law, if you're uh, like the son or a brother or something, I mean, I, I didn't have the, the official mm. terms to be, you know, to, so I'm not sure if that was the reason for it, but uh, it was kind of, uh, what I'm saying is that it was kind of a way for myself to feel okay with, you know, saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I don't you feel patriotic, it. I don't yeah. feel patriotic enough Um I come from a, I don't want to cause more sorrow mm. to my family. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm not going to do this. Uh, But when you finish, you can, be, it's a professional army. I mean, it's a paid, I mean, it's, 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 a it's pro- not a professional army. You're paid uh-huh. very uh, small salary when you're during your uh, mandatory period. Yeah, yeah. But afterwards, <laughs> if afterwards, you, if yeah. you're an officer and you continue to, to serve, mm. um, professionally at that point then you're paid well you know let's not say i mean for the most of them for the same profession that they do they would get more higher salary in the private sector yes although they might get a lot of uh benefits you know pensions and stuff like that so so it 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 has it has uh perks value Mm. yeah but uh And you decided not to make this a, a career. I mean, or, or, and that was obvious for you, for you from the beginning. I hope the sprinkler guy got out as well because uh, yeah, he could sprinkle somewhere privately. But, but how? <coughs> what kind of war would have to be going on if they told you, "Listen, you off. We need you here," and you would have to go um, because if you don't go, they can put you to jail, right? Yeah, um, there was. There were not wars, but um, the, the only skirmishes or, or conf- I'm not really sure. It's called like act- acts or, yeah, or battles. Battles, mm. let's say, mm. that were not uh, announced wars because if they're announced wars, it means that the government has to pay a lot of money to suffering citizens. So they, the government, ah, so they use the definition <laughs> that is suitable for yeah, them because it, it, it has some length or some some volume that needs to be to be qualified to be as a war. But they, there were battles that occurred while I was still part of the reserve, mm. you know, um, <clears throat> bench. Mm-hmm. And I was never summoned. For the majority of the time, I was abroad, mm. uh, outside of Israel. So they couldn't summon me, even if they wanted to. Mm. So they kind of just sent me once a year, like this form that I need to fill with my current address and... Um, and contact details just in case. But I'm not a good example. I mean, um, there were others like, many others like me, and my job was kind of under 
capacitated, mm. I would say. Mm. Uh, when wars occur, then mostly combat soldiers are Yeah, but, uh, but so, so there wouldn't, I mean, it would, what kind of war? Would it be like a total war and then you would be there? I really have no idea. No? I didn't experience it, so I'm, I'm not really, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really say. And what, uh, so like, like these guys that I met in Peru, like they, they were traveling for six months, nine months, 12 months. Yeah, a commonality for Israeli um, ex- uh, discharged soldiers mm. that um, even, even if, if you only did the sprinkler things thing, then you would still go through... Uh, three years or few years where mm. you no longer you 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 have the transition from being under your parents' you know home and and roof, their rules, their softness or hardness or whatever, the food that they cook for you, the rules that they have have for you, and then you go and you you bound yourself to a, a whole different organization, and then f- officially. You're a grown you belong up. to the to the country, mm-hmm. so it's it, like a rite of passage in a way. The country takes care of your of your, you know, rights. Mm. You get some like extra rights being a soldier. You're very appreciated. Yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, so you get like the the um, health services, and you get like uh, you know uh, uh, free public transportation, mm-hmm. although you still have to wait uh, half an hour because it keeps delaying all the time mm. and you go on the, on on buses uh, riding into Gaza or to, I don't know, like in the military, in, in the, the to the camp, to the quarter with like you stand up squashed between so many soldiers because there aren't enough buses mm-hmm. and you need to be there in time. When you come there after your uh, short uh, vacation, and like you're everyone with their big backpacks because mm. it needs to have enough all your for, stuff, yeah, yeah, for a month or whatever. But 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 <coughs> the, so but it's still like so you're saying it's almost like a transition. You you're you're until you're 18, you're kind of in your with your family. You go into the military, guys for three years, girls for two years. And then, then you're a grown up, right? So, and then, so and then people go off, right? My point is that it's a hard, it's a harsh experience. Mm. Uh, definitely, in many different levels. Uh, if you just uh, stapled papers, or if your friends died right mm. next to you, obviously. But still, you need to uh, lose some, you know, some steam. Mm. So, oh, so it's uh, common to go travel mm. for like uh, a year six months you would go either to south america where you met your friend in peru i was i also visited peru i went from uh, argentina through uh, brazil and bolivia and peru so um there are you know this kind of uh of uh, fixed uh, routes yeah, yeah. through all the the touristic points mm. it, attraction points um Yeah, so that's uh, and you did this, and where did you end up then? Because I think you went to the U.S., right? Or, or I came there from the U.S. because uh, uh-huh. because I had to save some money before I can spend it. Mm. Um, so I did it in uh, in United States. Another option is like a it's called a favorable job. So when you finish the military, mm. you can go work 
um, either in farming or filling gas, like in gas stations, or or being I don't know uh, like um, like in the shop. So uh, you get like extra money for it because you're contributing to the workforce mm-hmm. as a discharged uh, soldier. Uh, or you can go to the U.S., which is more of like a trendy, uh, tricky way mm. to uh, make money faster. Yeah. Uh, because dollars worth more than the shekel. And then at that point, um, when I when I had when I made enough uh, money, I could go to the Just to, to, to the travel. Yeah, and then but I went back to the states. Yeah, and then I you, I think you told me you didn't really like it there, so you wanted to go. You went back to Israel, on the U.S. But well, I spent uh, overall more than three years there in the U.S. So, yeah, so I I liked it to some point, mm. but, but something called you back. It was some. It was uh, my journey. And um, it reached the end of it. I had I made a lot of uh, strange. I did like many strange jobs there. Mm. I uh, decorated rich people's houses in Malibu for Christmas. So I climbed up trees to wrap them with uh, you know lights. Uh, I also um, sold these uh, Dead Sea salt cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, we get, that we get in the shopping malls. When I try this on your hands, it's, you're never gonna feel the same. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. uh, but something called you back to Israel, or what? Um, or you gave up on the U.S. or the U.S. gave up on you? I just uh, exhausted my options there, mm. and I think that I felt that I wanted to be to spend time near my parents. Mm. Um, I didn't want to go back because, like I said, I I fled away from the kibbutz when I when I finished the military, I I the, the, like I packed my things, and I kind of you know um, ran away from the kibbutz, mm-hmm. uh, ran away from my family situation at the time that was very unpleasant. Um, so at that point, I felt like I. Like I can go back to have more pleasant time with my parents, but at the same time I wanted to carry on with my journey. So I don't go back to the kibbutz. I went to Jerusalem mm. and um, I studied uh, culinary uh, arts. Mm. And I worked in a restaurant and um, I kind of... Uh, I, I thought that I can spend more quality time in Israel mm. to find out. I mean, I barely visited Jerusalem before then. Mm-hmm. And then it was my home for two years. So it was kind of a chance to, you know, to experience Israel from a different uh And also as a grown-up, yeah, with the as experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you, you meet your girlfriend there. Uh, um I meet my girlfriend uh, my my wife today Yeah, wife to today, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um years later mm-hmm. actually because I went to Jerusalem and then I went back to the to the states so it was kind of an ongoing uh back and forth. Mm. Um I uh when I when I really finished my business in in uh the United States the, the last thing I did 
I mean, I was in charge of uh, founding a, a coffee place, a kosher coffee place for the um, mostly the Jewish uh, community of San Antonio, Texas. Mm. And then when that uh, went south between me and the, and the owner, um, I went to um, do uh, car, car sailing, like a car uh, yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Used another car Israeli salesman. guy, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. With another Israeli guy, so like I said, we kind of you know taking care of each other when mm-hmm. abroad. So you would mm-hmm. always, yeah, who's the nearest Israeli? Oh, I'll talk with them. Let's see how they can help me mm-hmm. when I, yeah. And then I, I just exhausted those options, and you ran out of <laughs> Israelis to to get help from. Um, and I went back, and then I, um, at that point. I uh, met Merav mm. Zepa. She, mm. She's the owner of the Zepa. Harov Zepa. Um, yes, yeah, surname. Zepa is a Polish surname. It was Zepa mm. originally, or Zepa, mm. um, which is rad. It means radish. So we're carob radish, or, or turnip, I'm sorry. Radish. Yeah, Radip turnip. turnip yeah. Carob turnip. <coughs> But I was um, <clears throat> curious that um, when I met you for the first time, you had just recently moved here just a few weeks before we met randomly. And uh, uh, most expats or people that I've known where I have lived, they have moved to their home country to start a family. You moved away from your home country to start a family. Um, Why? So we, let's let's make kind of a circle from it. Because the the starting point of the circle is Merav, my wife, mm. um, her wish to um, sp- spend time, and I mean without a deadline outside of Israel, mm. because she didn't experience that. She didn't go on the like the long um, deadlineless uh, tr- tr- journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She had like short ones, but so she really wanted it. Mm. And we had it, uh, we did it as kind of a whim mm. because we visited Prague and um, and saw how nice it was here um, with having a lot of uh, parks. We imagined our dog, Menash. Who and is here with us? Menash is right next to me mm. at his calm. Very calm. Calmest, He's no menace. Calmest boy. I used to call him Menash the Menace mm-hmm. because he used to chew on... Uh, on household items such as keyboards and shoes. Mm-hmm. But then he... He grew out of that. Grew out, yeah. Um, so we imagined him running through those parks. We didn't have our son at, back then yet. Mm-hmm. So he was our son that we imagined. And, you know, uh, better cost of living and so on. So that's that's the beginning of the of the circle. And then let's go back. But for you, it has never been an issue leaving Israel. So that that's exactly my my point. So Merav didn't experience what I did. I went away from Israel for a long time because I I had my motive even earlier to go away. I went I fled away from the kibbutz and from Israel. Mm. I you know I uh, hated my uh, my uh, everybody. Mm. Um, I I um, uh, along with my military service I went through. Um, melancholy time for myself that was wrapped with depression, um, 
at my my parents place uh, my family I will describe it um, uh, let's say briefly that it, it's uh, it's complicated because it starts with a bereaved grandmother that um, kind of became less sane I would say after she lost her um, old son um, and then um, my my uh, brother so first my my father lost his brother mm. and then my brother also um, had his own I mean it, it's like a, a dynasty of uh, ill-minded psychological uh, issues yeah so so my grandmother and then my dad um, and then my brother also had like his issues and uh, there were big fights in our house um, over his behavior and in the kibbutz one benefit that you have is that when you turn like 17 or even younger at some points you would get your own your own uh, cabin like your own apartment mm. that is the size of this uh, humongous uh, studio here mm. uh, um, and then he went to live there and never came back so we So he was estranged from the family or, or, or on his by his choice mm. um, and then uh, and then at, at the late later point the kibbutz uh, got broke apart the idea and my dad that uh, served in growing bananas uh, and didn't have any other you know um, office or Uh, education or high tech yeah, qualification yeah so you know. he he lost kind of lost his um, his uh, self-esteem over it so mm. a collection of many many um, events along his life the loss of, the loss of his brother his father was abusive at very earlier stage mm-hmm. so And how did this impact you I mean how, how was your I mean like because you know so that 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 ends up at that very uh very boiling point of um, my dad and my mom having um, I, I came back like I said from the military uh, every day and then um, I came uh, I went from Tel Aviv to Haifa by train and some one of them would come to pick me up so then in the car each would tell me about the other how they uh, hated each other yeah, or, yeah. so I I was like the In between I was the advisor of each from their own side I was I was always um, I never leaned to any any side but when I came when I went there for dinner for example then um, it was very silent mm. my, my mom snored so they slept in different uh, rooms so they had their computer each had their own computer in their room so they didn't even like, communicate yeah so then we met over dinner and there was that's how I remember it I remember um, very thick air mm. and um, uh, waiting for it to fi- to end so I can go away to my uh, your my, own environment my yeah. own uh, apartment mm. um, and uh, so that that was kind of the the um, environment I experienced growing up uh, um, on my adulthood and then military um, during my psychology 
therapy. Um, and that's what I fled away from mm. um, at first. Yeah, so but I guess then it, it made you less det- attached somehow to Israel. I mean, it... I it made me. I'm not sure what what way you think it would make me less attached, but I think that going through these um, these uh, experiences made me kind of dull mm. and um, and apathetic towards um, sadness. I I think that much more towards global sadness because I was very much. uh, dealing with my own stuff. Mm. So while everything was going, Israel went through, I mean, uh, terrible things, like the suicide bombings. Mm. Uh, It's everything I'm I'm saying, the the, the, uh, kibbutz uh, breaking apart, and my military is like the, the 90s, second half of the 90s, and the first half of the 2000. Um, so I was, I was very much not interested uh, when in in being sad when several uh, dozen people got killed in a bus mm. because I had my own you know, problems or my own problems. I mm. didn't even, I didn't even um, consider my own problems so much troubling because I, I went to deal with uh, romantic uh, heartbreaks. That that was what kept me busy, mm-hmm. my mind busy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my dad, my dad has a depression. I'm, I'm dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my brother is uh, not uh, in connection. So yeah, that's that's the way it is. And uh, I was uh, excluded from the. And then I went back. So everything. I mean, that's okay. But I can't find my uh, my love. Mm. That what that was what uh, I was uh, after. Mm. And you found it in Merav? Oh yes, definitely, very mm. much in mm. a very different way than I thought, mm. because I uh, I think that uh, when I first chased after it, I made it into a a very um, romantic story of destiny and I- uh, ideals or things that I'm looking for. Mm. And then now I'm probably not telling anything new to anyone, you know, that's already experiencing it. But you had um, this fairy tale idea. No, I, I mean I'm I'm referring to the later stage when you find out that it doesn't matter if she can uh, sing or play the piano like I really wanted her to do topless <laughs> uh, for me, mm. or you know. Um, uh be uh, uh uh painting you know and then uh there comes uh, a different personality mm. and uh if if someone would have described her uh plainly on a you know on, uh, a paper. on a paper mm. then i might have um lost it but it it turned it it turned ended up being that we have so many things in common that i didn't even imagine. Yeah, I know her. I mean, and I can see how you complement each other very easily. I mean, it's it's a, a combination of the two of you is is 
is greater than than the the you know commonality i'm not sure actually we we do i mean i do feel that she has a lot to give me contra for mm. i mean uh, she pushes me forward mm. um i have my my job today to thank her for mm. Mm. um mostly because she made me open my chakra mm. she with the help of her of her jewish mom they made me realize that i can no longer be this uh, you know uh, dreamer i want to be like a chef or a culinary you know an owner of the restaurant and just serving you know wait, being waitering uh during that time so i had to go and uh, get a real job i had to first uh, to complete school. my yeah complete my school obligations because mm. i didn't complete my uh bible and and citizenship uh, civil civil mm. uh, yeah school and uh, math diplomas i didn't get them so i had to go back and make those tests mm. and then w- as soon as i did that it kind of opened i kind of suddenly found like a grown up job We, we went away in April of 2019 mm. a few days after the first round of election out of four rounds until they were able to establish a government so we kind of left in a very tense um, time time mm. that is um, the 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 junction of of many many um occurrences that led to it mm. um <clears throat> you know in israel um the the murder of rabin the israeli palestine conflict mm. the ongoing uh, separation between the many different so if if the foundation of israel was about uniting different cultures then the beginning of the of the 21st century is about breaking them back apart and making them hate each other for uh, political um, purposes um, but so so what you're saying is that you know you you didn't like what was going on in Israel from a, from a political and a social point of view right or society point of view um, I'm still I still am quite ashamed mm. and have a lot of uh, criticism towards Israel why are you ashamed um, I think that it's um, it's it's a very hard question to answer because it uh, compiled from many different reasons mm. um, I think that it's uh, I, I hate the narrative of being the 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 best uh, nation in the world because we're jewish mm. so i kind of uh, you know that's something i'm taking myself apart from mm. and it the problem is that it's serving you know a practical behavior so it fuels it few and justifies yeah mm. and then um like i said um many different cultures that behave differently have to live together and agree on ideas and the exact opposite happens and they 
get, get torn apart. Mm. Um, it's because I think that um, rights, civil rights um, that I consider modern and liberal are being um, um, avoided or neglected uh, because we are we uh, pretend being a liberal and uh, Western country while we keep uh, tie ourselves to religion. Mm. <clears throat> and so a lot of um, ideas um, or let's say many many options are um, prevented because we need to serve that idea before we need to serve the civil right. Uh, idea so you kind of limit or the the let's say the development of the society and the culture is, is limited by serving a religious purpose that then serves a political purpose I guess definitely um, let's let's discuss it first on the on the culture mm. perspective where for example um, gay rights mm. um, they, they're not allowed to get married even even more than that. People that do not wish to marry religiously mm. cannot do it in Israel. So you, everyone who gets married in Israel has to do it religiously? The ceremony can happen anyway, but I can't register myself um, married unless I have a certificate from a rabbinical institution. Mm -hmm. The other option is to get that certificate from a non-Israeli Institution. So Merav and I got married in Poland, for example, mm -hmm. in a town called Shedlce, which was by a very uh, big accident. We just went there because it's an hour away from Warsaw. And when we had our stay in Warsaw, they didn't have any availability in any town hall. Mm. So we went to Shedlce and it turned out to be where my uh, Merav's grandfather uh, family came from. Uh -huh. We didn't know, and they said that uh, the the last marriage of Jewish people in their town hall was around forty two or something mm -hmm. like that. So we we were the first, um, yeah. So, so that's one thing where 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 the civil rights are limited by religion. Public transportation in uh, weekends on Shabbat, Sabbat, uh -huh. you can't you can't go. So if I don't have a car. I either have to pay a large amount for a taxi to go visit my parents or I get a car, mm. but there's no train mm. or no bus. There mm. are speci very specific cases where you can find different services, but uh, by by the law of the country, it's... Um, so these kind of things. So um, I, I lived in my own... Tel Avivian bubble, but then I experienced it as an idea, and I, like I said, I was ashamed of it. I kind of, I kind of felt that, it, that the atmosphere was very nervous. Mm. So even if even if most people in Tel Aviv wouldn't suffer from many, you know, uh, things that I such as the ones that I described, then when I ride my bike to to work in the morning, and I. Uh, delay one two two seconds more on the on the like on the road and I uh, interfere someone's driving so they they 
They're tense. They yell at you and they push the horn. They mm. beep the horn. Like one very uh, thing, one thing that was very um, outstanding when we just got here is that we barely heard A car, horn. car horns. But the, and then I guess, I mean, because it, it must be, because you have this onglo- ongoing issue and conflict with, with Palestine and, 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 you know, the Gaza and the West Bank. And uh, um, I guess that also shapes a lot. And, and I often wonder, because, you know, I, I come from a, a country uh, where, and I've only lived in countries where there has been peace. There has never been any any war, there has never been any conflict, there's never been any danger, I never had to worry about something. And uh, obviously, it's different in Israel and it's different in Palestine. I mean, like, there you need to be, you're aware of it, that there is a potential threat somewhere. How how does it work? I mean, does everything work in a normal, you can just go and buy anything and blah, 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 but or are people, I don't know, are you... I mean, like you, you go to the military, you draft it into the military because there is a conflict or there is a potential conflict or a threat of a conflict. Does everything, is there something called a normal life in Tel Aviv, you know, or, or in Jerusalem? I mean, although I recently said that Israel never experiences normal life because you constantly go from one crisis to the other, it's like um, there was some silent, you know, peaceful time with the, with the, uh, neighbors, and then there came COVID, and then the 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 gover- the, the political uh, crisis, and then again uh, another wave of COVID, and then again once COVID went a little bit down, then there were the last uh, round of bombings and so on. <clears throat> so that's from one from one perspective, but then from the other, when I lived there, I barely experienced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I lived in my bubble, which is in the center of Tel Aviv, so we did have. In 2015, uh, one round of uh, of like escalation, so uh, missiles were uh, shot at Tel Aviv. But again, it's something that we're, we're kind of used to. Mm. The people that really suffer from it every day, that are right next to, you know, the borders, mm. they can't say the same like I do. Mm-hmm. And they would be angry at me for saying it because I experienced only from experienced distance, it, yeah. from distance, and only once in a while. So I kind of, you know, am again my my magic word. I'm apathetic for, towards it, but um, and they really suffer from it. But yet I'm I'm living my my bubble. Mm. Um, but it's always there. The narrative is always there. You grow up with it you get horrified with the um, pictures from the the suicide bombers mm. and you see body parts and you see bloodsheds um, that's kind of always next to you and it's always that debate about you know can they be partners I mean I come from my my binary political position that I'm fitting into says that I think that they can be partners, mm-hmm. and we. And, and but and, and that's what I actually wanted to to 
ask you because I mean, like, so you what you're describing is is you're describing it from from uh, an Israeli citizen point of view that you know there are suicide bombings and there are these, you know, rocket launches onto to to your cities and towns and so on and and as you say, closer to the border, there's probably more, uh, but. Um, there is another side to it. I mean, there is the Palestinian side to it, and it, and if as far as th- that narrative goes, then um, the the let's say the settlements of Israelis has grown. I mean, the the if you look at the map of how Israel was in the fifties and sixties and seventies, and then you look at the map of how it is now, it's 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 a greater piece of land. It it has been settled. It's not uh, well. First of all. Um, I will not, uh, you know, be in charge for describing the actual involvement uh, uh, of of, is- of Israeli settlement over the years. I can point several periods in time, mostly during uh, the wars of uh, Six Days War mm. and then the Yom Kippur War, when the majority of land was uh, was conquered and then returned as part of several uh, agreements. And that's the that's the the roots and origins of of this conflict because <clears throat> originally uh, Palestinians were cha- um, how to say um, chased out of their homes even in Tel Aviv mm-hmm. even in Haifa mm-hmm. so I mean where does it where does it end and on the other side people Jewish people say we it's not today's Israel that we should own, but a much bigger part of it from the sea of uh, uh, the, the, the how is it called? The Middle Eastern, the Mediterranean Sea until, uh, you know, much, much Eastern mm-hmm. than that. Um, so... Yeah, but... It, but it, the, the settlements only maintain that. They only keep the tension because the problem is that it's it's mixed. Um, there isn't an Israeli land and a Palestinian land. There is a lot of, there is a big area where they are, um, they are in between, they are interlaced. So yeah. the settlements that you described, basically they serve kind of the perp, their, their, uh, their um, ideo- ideolo- um, uh, how to say, uh, ideology purpose of making Israeli land bigger. Yeah, but that must mean that Palestinian land gets smaller because, you know, land doesn't come uh, from the air. There, uh, formally, there is no Palestinian land. There are In Palestinian, the of, yeah. there are Palestinian people. Uh, villages and people that are, and people living in those villages. Mm. But that's exactly the problem that there isn't a border around Palestinian land. It's not... It's not no, uh, but but at the same yeah, I, I get what you mean because it's not like a defined. Palestine is part of Israel. Yeah, but <clears throat> so it's there is an area, the problematic area, the sea territories, where, um, or maybe not the sea, maybe the a, the A or B, whatever the, those territories, the the Western mm-hmm. Bank, mm-hmm. where both Palestinians and mm-hmm. Jewish uh, um, live uh, on same land, and there is no border. No, I know, it. I know, I know, I know that. But 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 it's like <laughs> like now we are here in Prague, 
And I could not, because you told me once how this works. I mean, like a settlement. So, so a group of people can go somewhere and they say, okay, here's a valley that we want to live in. And they set up a camp or they set up a, a, a village. They build up some activity. They start farming or whatever it is that they do. And eventually they it gets legitimized somehow it's, it, by so the military. In earlier days, the, those, uh, those actions were condoned mm. by the government as a strategic measure of taking, o- taking over or having control over strategic lands. Mm-hmm. Today, for the most part, there are settlements that, that um, e- formally Israel refers to as like uh, settlements that are legitimized, but the new ones don't never start as, I mean, I, they always, uh, it's a group of fanatic um, Zionist mm-hmm. uh, religion, religious People mm-hmm. mostly, you know, at, at the youth, like youth ages, um, even even younger than twenty or a little above twenty, and they just go as a very uh, vigilant um, way of of you know just getting caravans over there. They barely ha- they don't have any infrastructure. They don't get water mm-hmm. or electricity from Israel. Mm-hmm. They are mostly get evicted by the Israeli government and they have a lot of conflict with the Israeli military. Uh, At the same time, the Israeli military is forced to protect them because they're still Israeli citizens and they they have conflicts that they they, um, infuse, can I say that, that they ignite Mm-hmm. with the Palestinian neighbors because they burn down stuff yeah they want they want them out of there they want to to get in their lives and to interfere with their farming and now <coughs> l- let's just put a little break here because now let's just transfer this chain of events to where we are now so we are in Prague and there is a neighboring city called Klatno um i could never take my stuff in a caravan or whatever and just take some land, start there, and then expect the police from Prague or the military or something to defend. I'm not sure you would know because there is a, a lot of um, of uh, just unoccupied land. Just, yeah, but if, know, if, I con- if I conflict with my neighbors, <laughs> if I'm interfering with them... I'm way sure that the Israeli authorities would be much faster at evicting... Uh, those groups, then the Czech authorities would be at evicting you, because it's a common practice. They know about this. They follow it. They cause these people cause harm to the Israeli uh, attempt to keep peace. That's my criticism of them. Of, I mean, that's why I I condemn the the mm-hmm. settle the mm-hmm. settlers. Yeah, I know. I, know, I blame I know. them for being the root cause for maintaining the conflict. The conflict between uh, Israel and Palestine. They keep creating um, uh, friction. Friction, mm-hmm. exactly. With with those, uh, and then, but then on the other side, which you mentioned, so obviously, like in Israel, there are a lot of common people, they just want to farm their land, 
that they are victims of, of religious ideas from two sides that say that this is a holy land that belongs to us or belongs to them. And they only want... So, the, theoretically, and I, I, you know, it's my common knowledge that Islam keeps more people less secular. Mm. So, um, I think that... Uh, the ratio of secular versus traditional or religious people in Palestine, maybe generally in Islam, is smaller than for Judaism, at least in Israel. Mm. But still, um, I, I would assume that most of them just want to, uh, to you know, conduct their daily -day lives. Yeah. lives with their families. But uh, evil forces, let's say, fanatic forces from both sides, uh, fuel something else. So, and then it, it's important to understand that if from Israel it's vigilante, then from Palestine uh, it's led by Hamas, mm. even by the Palestinian Authority government. There are several um, groups that we consider terrorist organizations, mm. um, Islamic brothers and uh, mm. Hamas and so on. But they are, they are in charge. Hamas is in charge of Gaza. So they lead that, that um, uh, you know, that, that uh, way of life. They teach that in school. I mean, uh, at least that's what we, we get we see pictures of uh, young children from Gaza wearing those scarves on their head mm. and holding uh, uh, AK-47s uh, with uh, like a chain of bullets on their chest. On their chest. Um, so, yeah, but I, I and I, I think you know, like, I, I, you know, it takes us back to, I mean. I, I personally, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Jewish. I don't, you know, I don't have a religious connection to anything as such. And but it just like sounds like the most stupid place to start this nation somehow because historically, Jews and and Muslims haven't really got along great. I mean, apart from certain countries where it has worked. And then, and I'm thinking because, I, I, because how how do you see this? I mean, if 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 you were, if you I'm were not sure it's correct. By the way, I think that uh, there were many um, periods of time where where Jewish and Islamic were together in the same on the same side, mm. or at least. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I, I think I think that that, that it's uh, it grew much uh, more Hostile. significantly uh, in this era. If you were um, born in Palestine and uh, and I don't know, like 70 years ago, somebody decided to move to your country. And since then, your, I don't know, chances of living or, or you know, the quality of life, etc., has reduced somehow. Because it's, 
it's like it's almost like a marginalized group within a country because I I you know like Palestine doesn't really have a it's not really ha- has a voice somehow you know um I'm probably uh, I I have a lot of empathy and understanding mm. and I am very very shameful and sorry for the things that are caused to innocent people mm. um, in Palestine in in Israel as well but I understand that Palestine the Palestinians are um, let's say in the weaker position mm. being that Israel is a founded nation with a real military and so on um, so I mean do you have friends from there I mean do you have Palestinian friends, for example, I have uh, only um, people that I had a chance to remotely, you know, speak with. Mm. You don't really um, encounter. I mean, well, you, you meet uh, people that are considered to live in Palestinian um, cities. Mm. Um, if you if you um go there i think maybe i think maybe that's uh, an entire segment that we that i should you know that you should cut and mm. then i should start my answer from this point mm. um i do not have um a palestinian friend but could you i mean or is it just because you just haven't come into contact or i mean how can you meet the palestinian in a bar here and shake hands you and c- you will not often meet a palestinian in a bar there would be palestinians that could come to live probably in uh, coexisting cities you know tel aviv and jaffa or in haifa mm. um, the majority is um you know families or uh israeli arabs fa- families that lived there prior to the foundation of of Israel mm. and then just uh stay there with their um um acknowledgement of the Israeli authorities um but then there are um educational activities where you would uh brought to to meet um you know groups some kind as a as a like a peace mm. uh promoting uh, act of you know seeing that the devil isn't that uh bad. that bad but it's not something that you would um i mean and th- and then there would be cases where people would go quite a long time ago it was it was uh much more common to get into a, a palestinian um city for example Jericho many mm. Jewish people went there to the casino mm-hmm. <clears throat> before the Oslo agreements mm. so it's possible to mm. meet them but i guess that uh since i'm not i don't have a friend and i would be definitely welcoming the opportunity to have a palestinian friend mm. then it's not enough there isn't enough interaction 
to mm. create that opportunity. Well, obviously, I'm, I can always find, you know, if I was looking after it, mm. uh, a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah, but that's, you <coughs> it know... Didn't come, it didn't come across me. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's how you make friends, because, I mean, you don't go and... It's not like looking for love, you know, you don't go and search for, for it. it, it comes. But um, uh, how is it in Israel? Like, are people... It's like people like you, because, I mean, as far as I know you, you're very kind of moderate in, in your opinions. There's no extremism in, in, in either direction from you, and, and, and yeah... Um, how I is the consensus in Israel towards this conflict, for example? I mean, because I guess there isn't consensus. That's the that's the that's the entire point. Mm. The the conflict of uh, of Jewish or Israel versus Palestine or mm. Jewish versus uh, um, uh, Muslims, Islam, Muslims, mm. and, and, uh, yeah, is only one of many conflicts mm. in Israel. Israel is a country torn apart. Um, it has maybe even bigger conflicts between uh, right-winged and left-winged, Ashkenazi and Sephardic, uh, secular and uh, religious. So a lot of it evolves around—I mean—revolves around the the conflict with the Palestinians because because the uh, conflict with the Palestinians is the most painful mm. because it caused deaths mm. um, on both sides mm. while the the conflict the other conflicts that I mentioned um, did much less or not at all but it's um, not at all um, less important in the in Israel going in the wrong direction as far as I can see mm. it um, <coughs> But so, are there are there groups of people and and p politicians in Israel that would like to try and seek a different solution to this conflict? Do you know what I mean? Is that is that is that voice heard or or? I think that uh, it's a it's a bit. It would be quite cynical of them to say it because it would mean it, that they would never get in power. It, it would it would yeah. First yes, and then if they are already in power then saying anything that kind of, you know, puts uh, the Israel uh, superior, uh, superiority or whatever. Mm. Supremacy Supre or, yeah. Uh, supremacy, I think, is mm. it? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it would be considered very unpopular politically. Mm. I think that uh, generally polit politics are... It's barely really, you know, they're very, very afraid of handling this hot potato. Mm. Um, this this new government that formed, um, my hope was that they can find so many other common issues to deal with, such as the ones that I previously discussed. Like more like <coughs> domestic interior issues. Exactly. Yeah. Repairing and, and unifying mm. everybody back again, but there's so much... Hatred and that her hatred was nurtured mm. to serve political rights. Um, I think this is also one main reason for me to to be ashamed because um, I think that uh, well, like I said, Bibi Netanyahu probably is not the sole 
גילט ברר פור דיס סיטואשן, אבל הפקט שחלק מהאנשים בישראל חושבים שהוא סייבייר וקינג, והאחר חושבים שהוא קרימינל, וצ'אוצ'סקו של ישראל, shows that he created such a, such a separation. <clears throat> so you asked about the consensus. There, there is no longer a consensus. I think that uh, uh, 20 years ago, many more people would say, well, yeah, it's probably possible to make peace eventually. Mm. And today, this, uh, f- this faith is, is gone. Uh, is gone. Um, and yet... I believe that um, wars come to an end at some point. We might not live to see it, mm-hmm. but I can't uh, think of a war that went on forever mm-hmm. uh, any time in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. There were some very similar ones, you know, between two nations of two um, religions or ethnic, ethnic, ethnicities that fought over the same piece of land um, and so on. So um, I think that, that uh, at, at this point, it's, a, it, it's, at a, it's not really a dead end, but it, it seems to be going in, uh, you know, downwards. Mm-hmm. We didn't hit the, the ground yet. No, and I think, I mean, in, in, uh, in if, you, if you try to look at it from, um, I don't know, like a, in, a, in somehow in a detached way, because I mean, In the end, there are victims on both sides. I mean, you, you, you know, the, the, the population of Israel also threatens and there is also casualties there and, 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 the, and the society suffers. The, the Palestinians are definitely marginalized in, in, in their own country or where they live, you know, like, and there's some sort of a, I, I, you know, and that's, I guess, the worldview. There's some sort of a second-class citizen in their own country. But on the other hand... Um, we have never peacefully changed anything, like historically. I mean, everything that I enjoy as a, as a European was fought in previous wars, you know, like there was... Blood a, was shed, shed yeah. over it. Blood was shed over it. Yeah, it, it has never... And I'm, I'm, I often think about, like, like, if we take this conflict and... and, and You know, I don't know, 500 years from now or 200 years from now, we will read the history book that was written by the winner or, or you know, the conqueror. And, and it will be called a migration. It, it, you know, yeah, there were conflicts, but it was a migration. And we, we hear these things. We talk about, so uh, the, yeah, the Turkish uh, ruled uh, part of Europe and, and uh, the, 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 the uh, what are they called in, in uh, the Mongolians, you know, they, they control... This was not a peaceful settlement. It was not like they just rode in on horses and said, listen, guys, we're here, everybody happy. No, they killed, raped, and whatever, you know? And the difference is that today it's in front of any, everyone's faces. Yeah. And, and sadly, it's not even real, you know, authentically represented mm. in everyone's uh, what faces do you feel or is, eyes. What do you feel is misrepresented in this? If you look at I it... Think that the, Propaganda is responsible for creating ideas mm. for people. And although I'm filled with, uh, with um, shame or, or criticism towards Israel, 
I still think that uh, that it's being misrepresented mm. in the world. I think that when you say something like second class citizens in their own country makes one think that the government of Israel mistreats those um, Palestinians citizens in Gaza or the West Bank now while the Israeli government does definitely mistreats uh, parts of of um, of the society in Israel mm. those parts that you see in the in the news that suffer the the real consequences of that war are being controlled and governed by their Hamas or Palestinian Authority government and they are the ones that are in direct responsibility for putting them them in that situation um, they are the ones that fight with Israel in um, they're, they're not they're not uh, a real military so they don't have to play by the rules so they can no but they can't afford they can the real military they you can know, jeopardize like They can afford. They they receive a lot of uh, funding from um, Saudi Arabia. I guess part, part of Saudi Arabia, part of the agreement with Israel to keep some, you know, fake peace, is that Israel delivers money from Saudi Arabia or Qatar. Mm. I think even mm. more um, to in into Gaza. Mm. The question is where they put this money. Uh, You know, yeah, what it's what, used for. What they invest it in. If it's in hospitals that they, that are bombed because of because they shot missiles out of it, or schools, or you know, uh, civil buildings, or if they invested in uh, in uh, digging tunnels that then that can lead them to enter to infiltrate Israeli um, uh towns right mm. on the border where mm. they can uh, come in the middle of the night and and attack so i mean yeah but you but can, that's all of this is a consequence of something you know it's not like do you know what i mean like if if i had a neighbor that just started growing his garden and and taking more and more of my space and i felt like okay now i'm living on two square meters and i can't go through his garden to get medical help that I'd need to get on this or whatever, you know? Let's say this, everything is a consequence of something. So mm-hmm. if that's a consequence of of um, the the more recent history where Jewish people were um, came to have their own place mm-hmm. so that that place was Israel because of the Zionist Congress and because of the biblical uh, mm-hmm. rights, mm-hmm. so that's where they uh, had could go mm-hmm. and that's where Arab people already lived and they sh- they chased them out of there because mm-hmm. they believed it was their right because that was a consequence of Israel of Jewish people being exiled many many years ago mm-hmm. and having you know so where do you end what's the what's the what's the chicken and what's the egg so then you reach this point where you say well yeah they are uh, to blame for this and they are to blame for that and I'm you know I'm definitely at the position to look at both ways quite objectively because even though I'm Israeli and Jewish um one one thing that I'm you don't want the Palestinian to die right 
I don't want the Palestinians to die mm. and I don't want them to be chased away, uh, back to um, out, of, out of their uh, environment Arab, or, Arab no? nations that don't that are not willing to accept them you know they endorse them from from outside but they're not willing to 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 yeah okay but then yep yeah, but that's your I want them I want them to be able to have their um la- their lives where they are and the only reason why it's not is because this land is considered um holy yeah but not by you not by me no no there's yeah it's just when when somebody comes and 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 he just grows bigger and 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 he starts taking more and what i often think in this and i think that but it's it's incorrect to say if i'm understanding what you're saying that israel keeps trying to to get bigger and bigger that's not correct those settlements they don't really i mean it was a very earlier Uh, activity that that served that purpose of what you said but it didn't really I mean it was more strategic than really you know expand and and grow the the Israeli um, borders if at all then uh, along the last several decades Israel went smaller if you really draw a map of of the today's Israel mm. that's not that's not I mean again my point is that 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 consequence that you speak about um it would not make any uh use for anyone to figure out who is the the victim and who is the aggressor con- aggressor or, mm. or conqueror who is to blame and who did more harm uh because you can count deaths and you can count uh, civilian deaths and you can you know but eventually um <clears throat> that would just maintain the situation yeah yeah it, it doesn't solve it and and finding who threw the first stone doesn't really solve the conflict where it is now because it has escalated and it's and it doesn't seem to be with any sort of conclusion in sight you know so um would you want to move back to israel now with your son would you want to live there now I do want to live in Israel for um first of all the reasons that I previously mentioned because I enjoy mm. eating the Israeli food in the market and I enjoy listening to the Israeli radio although I can hear it very well here uh too but I enjoy meeting with my uh friends the roots are there and you know? my family mm. um and so on and so on to say that I'm that I'm satisfied with the with the situation there far from it but you would feel safe i always felt for the most part safe mm. apart from very i mean it's not like that uh, you know if you imagine that you go in israel and you have to avoid you know escape uh, uh, shootings or bombs or or you know mm. anywhere mm. it's mostly in, on the borders and on uh, sensitive more sensitive uh, areas mm. where these actual uh, conflicts. conflicts occur mm. um but i i, I but um what what does a moderate 
Israelian that has moved away and has the luxury of looking from distance at things. You're not religious, you're not like, you know, I never felt that you took one side. What could be a possible solution there, to that? There's a spectrum of uh, fantasy, you know, a more realistic uh, um, ideas on one end that I have on one hand and the more fantasized ideas on the other. Um, I think that getting rid of any um, holy holiness considerations mm. would be the first um, obligatory step mm. in resolving the situation, which is very unrealistic. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if... But, but I mean, if at some point um, the, the two sides, when much more bl blood would be shed, would maybe think that, th that's by, by the way considered a very right-winged um, approach, but mm. I, I'm kind of, uh, I, I uh, endorse you see it, it to, yeah? to, uh, to, to switch, it's called... Um, transfer or um, land sw switch, mm. um, which means that you take the Jewish people from West Bank and you put them back in the East and you take the people from Gaza and you put them... Mm. So territory switch. Mm. And then what it creates, which I think is an absolute, um, you know, uh, must, is a border. Mm. So there no longer is direct, direct, mm. yeah, direct interaction. You need to understand that um, when a Palestinian wants to go from home to their work in a neighbor city or take their wife to, wife a, hospital to a hospital, their yeah. pregnant wife to a hospital, they have to bypass like a checkpoint with an Israeli soldier because it uh, surrounds like a, an Israeli settlement either legal or not and then they can be detained there for many hours mm. and then on the other hand remember that uh, several times that pregnant woman ended up being a girl with a uh, like a bomb uh, vest mm. on her be, be, uh, below her um, under her dress so um, but can a Palestinian <laughs> detain an Israeli when Israelis no. want to enter Palestine? Um, or if, if an Israeli wants to go into Gaza, can I guess I guess that Palestinian authorities can mm. detain definitely um, a, a, an Israeli mm. that went into Palestinian uh, Territory. territories. Mm. Um, they it depends which authority of the of the Palestinian does it because there are several that work in several different mm. um, areas and what they have to gain from it. So if it's a soldier, there, there were events where soldiers were, um, how to say, lynched. Mm. Um, but there were other occasions where like a young Israeli couple went off-road and accidentally entered uh, mm. you know, the Palestinian territory and the Palestinian police just... Uh, took them and investigated for an hour if they had any, you know, mm. uh, military or, <coughs> or like uh, mm. uh, enemy uh, mm. 
uh, animals uh, purposes and then mm. they found out that they don't so they peacefully returned them mm. to Israeli authorities and so on uh, but yeah they have they have authority in their mm. their an autonomy mm. uh, but I remember because you know we m- m- in my previous life <laughs> I, I used to do business with the Palestinian monetary uh, authority which is kind of their central bank and when we were sending people there they never had any problem getting there. <laughs> But then when they wanted to return and get back into Israel territory, it was they always... They were suspected yeah. for bringing... Well, that's uh, part of the fear mm. from uh, infiltrations mm. with uh, weapons. Mm. That um, uh, that That's um, a very uh, prominent measure of uh, Palestinian... Of, of territory... of Sorry, terrorist groups mm. to attack Israeli civilians in the center of... So the mm. borders are much more strictly guarded. Um, okay, so one solution you said is to draw proper borders, to to swap the land, separate, or separate the land, and absolute and, and separation. Mm. Yes. And any more? I think that this uh, solution can also apply in terms of the of the Israeli nation itself. Because uh, I think that today um, there can be two Israels that uh, to separate Israel into two states, into yeah Judea and uh, yeah one that is less chasing the the idea of I mean it might not solve the entire Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but it might help a lot of people that are not really interested in it. So you would put the more moderate ones between Palestine and Judea? Uh, no, no. You would put the more moderate ones further behind, away. behind mm. the Israel, let's say, if Israel is the moderate one, let's say the modern ones mm. that that are allowing gay marriage and civil web marriage and public transportation on Shabbat and uh, legalize uh, cannab- cannabis mm. and, you know, so on. They have their own um, territory um, further away from the Palestinians. Further away, and then Judea are the ones that um, occupy the holy mm. territories and look to expand more and more, and they conduct their conflict. So again, it doesn't really doesn't solve, solve the, the conflict. conflict. It, it solves my or my kind. You know, they they hel- allow me to to... Pursue the life that you want to live without and you, being... And you know what? And you know what? Even more than that, the yeah, it, that territory should also include areas where Palestinian, you know, moderate people can also mm. avoid being harmed by their... Again, it's uh, on the very end... It's a end, utopian... It's, uh, it's a very, uh, on the very end of the fantasy mm. uh, spectrum. Um <clears throat> Realistically, well, I'm I'm having a hard time imagining um, any resolution in the near future. Th- there was one more idea that I uh, that I um, enjoyed, you know, hypothetically uh, deliberating of because currently I think that Israel is um, choosing its leaders um, by a demag- demagog- demagogic mm. uh, reasons. Mm. 
uh, feelings-based reasons mm. um, and, and not knowledge or logic, mm. which leads to it keep, I mean, still being um, very uh, uh, religion or holy mm. um, uh, purposes serving. So um, I would probably like to encourage uh, people to um, earn their right to uh, to uh, have uh, a voting rights not voting rights but um, they have more uh, how to say more um, impact or more mm. uh, you want less stupid people to vote that's yeah but just to boil it down to what you're it's trying to about, say it's not about being stupid it's about or I think ignorant ignorant is more right mm. it's not it's not about um uh allowing the the very small minority of very smart people have more force which is might sound like what i'm saying it's the exact the it's the opposite i'm saying if you're absolutely not interested mm. in anything that goes around you can be uh very religious you can ve- be very poor you can have all the you know the stigmas mm. about that person that that you might uh, consider as ignorant but still you would dedicate time to participate in that um, in in understanding what's going around and not going to vote only based on Some what your, your just, yeah. uh, uh, father uh, mom and dad voted mm. or mm. your family or because you think that that person looks nicer or he speaks better, you know, on television or... Yeah, but this is the beauty of democracy, you know, that everybody has a voice and it has to be equal, you know? So we spoke about uh, ideas and the kibbutz and so on and things that... So yeah, democracy is still considered to be the most... um, Or efficient. The the most efficient, Mm. but it doesn't mean that uh, we can't allow ourselves to doubt it Mm. and to think that perhaps it can also cause, you know, Mm. um, not the ideal things to happen. Mm. So, well, yeah, maybe... Yeah, it fails. <coughs> also, it can fail. I mean, and... and In uh, this it, case, I think, from my perspective, that it fails because mm. it allows it allows Israel to be led by popul- popular popularity or mm. populist mm. and not by um, opinions that can really... Change something. Change something. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think, but I think, like it's always easy to, uh, because if you look at history, and like for example, in this country here in the Czech Republic, they voted voted their first communist government themselves, and that they voted that in a democratic election after the, the World War, and that that government then went into the Soviet Union. I mean, I mean, it it's, and then people spent seventy years regretting that decision. So it's it's, you know, sometimes yeah, sometimes democracy fails, but. Now, like, I, I want to just, because we're ending this now, we're almost at three hours, and um, um, not that I mind, but I think maybe some people don't have three hours to listen to us. Uh, but maybe, they can listen in two or three parts. Maybe the end of chapter three or yeah, two. Of yeah, the but uh, of the listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, sometimes, when 
I mean, I follow the media in Scandinavia. I used to live in Denmark. I'm from Iceland. I, I see what is in the in the conversation there. And there are very often said, oh, look at what Israel is doing. They're not any better than the Germans were to the Jews, or you know, you know what I mean. And is this something that you hear in Israel? Is, there, is this a narrative that is there? There was a, a military um, commander, mm. quite a high rank. It was, a, it was the deputy general mm. with a candidacy for being becoming the number one mm. in the Israeli military. And he gave a speech about recognizing the process in Israel that reminds him of Germany of the 1930s. Mm. And by the way, my intuition was to, to agree with it 100%. I mean, when you're taught in school about the Holocaust, you say, how is it possible that one crazy person uh, convinces so many people to Do go after so him bad, in that know. crazy idea of hating, you know, just Jewish people because of their... religion and uh, believing that they are the the devil and you know uh, mm. making propaganda to to put them in that way and now although it's not something that uh, I mean maybe it's done in a more sophisticated way mm. but I can now understand how a grand majority of people, is losing their logic or perhaps never had it relating to what I previously said about uh, mm. making making mm. decisions based on on logic or or f- so it created a situation where a very big major uh, uh, not majority but a bit uh, um, a very big amount of people in Israel hate Arabs and to their bones mm. or right-winged hate left-winged to their bones very or polarized. secular people mm. hate uh, religion religious people uh, to their bones mm. vice versa yeah mm. uh, in all cases what happened to that <coughs> military guy after he said this uh, he lost his uh, candidacy mm. he went on to be uh, part of a left-winged um, party mm. The Israeli uh, I, I appreciate him although again I find myself get uh, disappointed when it's kind of they cross this you know this uh, line from being that person that really goes after yeah I'm gonna be a de- devoted politician mm. and mm. I'm gonna uh, yeah, and then something <laughs> gets to them somebody and then corrupts them, yeah. they get elected and then some something grabs on their mm. balls and tells yeah. them listen dude, If you're not going Joe to Joe Biden do, calls or something and said, you've got to do it this way. Well, there are so many factors. I think that it's about money. It's mm. about uh, position. It's yeah, about... Pa- maintaining power fear. and... Fear. I'm, sure I'm sure that many people in the, is- in the main leading points of the Israeli uh, uh, government were at some point encountered by people that ex- explained to them that they need to comply mm. with some rules or else... Um, something bad will happen or else whatever you know mm. but you have we have your balls in our hands mm. so you sh- you better you know put the fires down mm. to some level mm. follow the line follow the line 
Okay. Um, Jorv, I think we're done. We 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 we're not going to solve the crisis in the Middle East. We're not going to solve the Israeli-Palestine crisis, but we at least we talked about it. I hope that I was able to give uh, more than one perspective mm. over this complicated, so that mm. at least coming to find solutions for it, which would probably require much more than three hours. <laughs> Um, it took you would have you would have more. It's not that it's not that I really know everything t- there is to know about it. But these are your opinions and I your hope, ideas. But I hope that mm. I was able to um, doubt myself enough so that um, so that it it gives more than one uh, side. Side. Mm. I think it did. And and guys, thanks for listening to this. I mean, this as I said, I was very interested in talking to you because I mean a lot of these topics are very sensitive and I've always felt with him that I can have a conversation that is without any sort of uh, prejudice or anything like that and uh, and uh, so I hope it has been useful to hear this from the voice of a regular Israeli citizen who you know has insights and background in, in a lot of these things um Please, uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, rate the show on Apple Podcasts and uh, yeah, check out the YouTube channel, The Bunker Held the Held It Vent Appear, the Facebook page, uh, The Bunker Held the Held It Vent Appear, and uh, Instagram, Bunker Prague. Uh, the music, uh, somebody wrote me and was asking about the music that I'm using. So when I have artists that have made music, then I usually use their music, or almost always their music on the episodes, but otherwise the kind of the theme music from the episodes from the intro is a band called 13 written in romantic or roman letters uh, icelandic band really great band uh, check them out and the other parts of music that come throughout the episode is a band called solstavir from iceland um, um, great band as well tours around the world and actually their singer was on my fifth or sixth or seventh episode or something like that um he's been a rock star his whole life uh Joaf, Thank you. It was an honor to yeah, be here. Um, pleasure to have you um, and I uh, hope you enjoy your evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.